When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It's Fightful. It's May 30th. We're here to talk WWE Raw. We got a little MJF news as well. But we've got Kate here today. Denise, uh, unprofessionally and summarily, walked out. She put her briefcase on the desk, or maybe she just lost her voice. And I called upon Kate. Kate, how you doing? Um, I'm good other than being very disappointed in Denise Salcedo, but other than that work, uh, I am, I'm doing well. How are you, Sean? I'm going to assume tired. I am very tired. I've not slept much this weekend. I want to thank all of you who subscribed to Fightful Select. We broke our, our record and, um, I'll go into a little bit more detail on that story shortly. We broke some MJF news tonight. We broke a bunch of MJF news, um, this week. And we'll we'll talk about that. You can get in super chats, get in humper chats. Uh, I want to pass a message to our. Uh, oh, never mind. He sent it to me. Uh, Drew sent me the document. We got him filling in, and I've got to request access for that. So Drew, please provide me access to this document where our super chats and our humper chats are housed. Get in your super chats here on YouTube.com/slash/fightful. This past week. We had a two-plus-hour AEW uh, Double or Nothing review. I went live at one. I think it was one a.m. We were doing it at, at I think two to two thirty a.m. as well. Live stream on the MJF situation, and uh, we will talk about that momentarily. But it was our most watched live wrestling show we've ever done at two a.m. I want to thank you guys so much for all that. Uh, Grapsity was live in Las Vegas at Blue Wire Studios. They did incredible work. This is our third year of having Phil do incredible double or nothing work with us. Um, I want to thank them. Big shout out to Righteous Reg for having uh, his Paige Van Zant theme drop on, on Sunday night and Will streaming the scrum for us. That's up as well. They had an interview with Powerhouse Hobbs on Friday. We had the Tony Khan media scrum. I dropped an interview with RJ City with Hangman Page. We got so much, my friends. But leave a thumbs up on this video. We would greatly appreciate it. We got all kinds of stuff. We are here every night. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, Rampage, Dynamite, Impact now, 
and NXT. Uh, Michael Key says, no, Denise, this sucks as much as Mark Madden. But yay, we get Kate instead. Let's do this. No comment. He's a clout vampire. Uh, but <laughs> and also, I just want to say, a bitch. But, but. You go no comment, except wh- he's a clout vampire. No comment. And a bitch. No comment. <laughs> Besides him being a clout vampire and a bitch, that's it. That's the only comment that I will issue on this is that he's an irrelevant bitch. That's it. That's like, it. If, if you were going to comment on it, you would say that he was an irrelevant bitch. <sighs> Hypothetically. Yeah. If you were going to talk about it. Probably. Say. <laughs> also, I, I want to <laughs> give a shout out to Jeremy Lambert, who did a six hour live stream today. Uh, on Twitch, please uh, show him some love. He uh, did some incredible work today for a very good cause, and we always love to support that. He's he's one of the great ones. Uh, Pile Driver says Denise Denise is at the end of the day versus Kate. So it all is set and done. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm a bit. Uh, I, I keep seeing the traps that I fall into when I go to clip yes. stuff from shows. I'm a big, first of all, gal. I've learned that about myself over the past couple weeks. Yes. So on Fightful Select tonight, or today, I broke some news that MJF, uh, according to sources, was set to meet with Tony Khan today. Now, if you followed our coverage, I'll make a couple things clear. Uh, It started out not as a work. A couple months ago, they had their disagreement, not a work. MJF remaining to be pissed, not a work. Him no showing a meet and greet, not a work. Um, They had to scramble and have other people stay long. Those talent were not filled in about this. Um, That is not something that Tony Khan would do. That is not something AEW would do. Uh, Some of those talent had to sort of make that up. A lot of people saying, oh, well, it's it's a work from MJF. Well, it's just a work from MJF. I guarantee you AEW and Tony Khan do not consider that a work. So, uh, like, that's that's something that we're obviously cognizant of when reporting this. Saturday, we reported that a flight was booked for MJF from Las Vegas. Now, uh, a flight gate or whatever, you know, there have been reports, oh, there was never one booked. Kate, before this, I did send you pretty irrefutable proof that one was booked, correct? Uh, yeah, it's the proofiest proof there ever was to be proofed. Like, Well, there you go. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> He didn't get on that plane. Don't know who booked it. Don't know if it was AEW. Don't know if it was MJF. I know some people said, well, maybe it was a fan. Well, no, it was before the meet and greet happened and people knew that he no-showed. But uh, I don't think it's something that I was intended to find out. And by that, I mean it's somebody who has provided me dozens of tips in the past, uh, mainly WWE stuff, but they are not connected to a company. They're not connected to MJF. This wasn't something that MJF leaked to me. I asked MJF about it numerous times and got no response. I did get a response last night in regards to when he showed up and when he left. I later verified that with um, some people at AEW. Now, him showing up, doing that job, leaving on a stretcher, still being in Vegas today and meeting with Tony Khan, this is where me personally... This is where my tinfoil hat goes on. My flags go up and I go, okay, I, and this is not a report, but this is me going, I think they'll probably have something worked out or they probably did work something out, et cetera. Now, 
There's also plenty to what happened yesterday. They pulled the promo video from Twitter. They pulled it from YouTube. And then around the time that he would have been at the venue, it went back up. Or around the time they would have found out he was heading to the venue, it went back up. Elaborate work, who knows? But uh, those are the facts as they stand. If you see anybody saying, oh, well, Sean got fed that flight info by MJF or AEW. Not true. Didn't happen. You see anybody say, well, Sean said he wasn't going to be at, at AEW double or nothing. Not true. In fact, I said on the stream that night, I said, I'd be surprised if since he didn't get on the plane, he wasn't at double or nothing. But um, that's what I know now. And I am of the belief that if Tony Khan is willing to pay him top guy money in AEW, I I mean, the, the feeling that I had got was that MJF was kind of just over it. But I think if you kind of look at the way that things are, okay, Cody's working all the time all the time he's wrestled more matches since he's been back in wwe than he did in the last than the 10 months prior yeah if mjf can make comparable money in AEW, i don't know what will that affect heat and all that who knows i mean he's got heat with plenty of people in AEW. uh every i can tell you everybody in AEW is like Oh, we're we're operating on the assumption it's a work, even though we're told it's not a work. So, you know, they they've all got their guards up, obviously. But that's what we know about MJF. Get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. If you want me to answer anything about that, I absolutely will. Um, but can you just I can't send in a super chat right now or yeah. a humper chat, but oh hold on, somebody is- says walking back now. Walking back what? What are you saying? Walking back what? I had somebody else say this, like, oh, you're backpedaling. I'm like, no. Do you all not know how how this stuff works? This stuff can, like, this stuff evolves. People don't know how it works. Like, that's actually the problem. Like, something can turn into a work really fast and not have started as one. Some of the best wrestling storylines yes. of all time have yes. been that way so it's not backpedaling it's things evolving yes they that's absolutely it. as jake salazar said srs this is not a report dumbasses on twitter srs reports it's all a work and deal was made i don't know anything about a deal being made um michael keys says this message is a work oh man <laughs> i knew uh, it I knew it. Brian said, Sean literally laid out everything he knew in a timeline. I did. On the backstage report, I went through a timeline of how I found out this stuff. Them arguing two months ago was absolutely not a work. Um, Tony was very pleasant when I asked him about it, too. He's like, well, what he was upset about and what I was upset about were two different things. MJF is upset about the contract. Tony was like, hey, I'd just rather you not interview with like people unless you tell PR about it because we don't want to find out you're doing an interview with one of the biggest media names in the world when it gets published. So, uh, again, if you guys have any questions, uh, send a man. Michael Keyes says, uh, he's singing the, the Rihanna work, song. Work, 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 work. Yeah. Well done. Jake says, your favorite Salazar here. Any update on why Jeff and Adam were removed from the 10-man tag? Um, I would say it was probably because of Jeff's performance on Sunday is what I would speculate. I haven't had that confirmed. 
Uh, Sounds like a work. <laughs> Rabbit Duck says, is there no legal recourse that AEW would have if a con- contracted performer no shows a pay-per-view? They could freeze him. They could uh, They could probably freeze his deal or they could just bench him. Uh, I, I, they and could I'm, Maxwell Jacob freeze him? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> God Ow. damn it. I did a post show till 4 a.m. and I still got it. If you consider that terrible pun having. Yeah, you all were up all damn night. (laughs) Three hours you all went. You joined. Sometimes sometimes I'll just (laughs) pop in and just rant during that show too, which I I love it when you share story time with us. Yeah. Uh, So, guys, uh, we're going to talk WWE Raw, obviously. We got WWE Hell in a Cell. This Sunday, yeah, Sunday, and um, NXT in your house on Saturday. There you go. Somebody says, "Did my super chat get skipped?" No, we we answer them as they pop up during the show uh, for particular segments. So, if yours is about uh, Cody Rhodes, we answer it during then. (laughs) Ali C says, "Sean's story time about casting kidney kidney stones." Uh, Bill Mitchell says, "I thought it was a work after the scrum." See, to me. I looked at it and I was like, oh, is this elaborate or does he really not want to answer it? Like that. And that's what I like. Like, even though. Um, I would even, say when CM ahead. Punk dropped his name and Tony Khan's face went like this. That's probably a good sign that it was. <laughs> oh, <work>. yeah. <laughs> Pile driver finisher says, well, we already read that one. Uh, Michael keys. We read that one. We need those um, deleted just so you know, uh, to our moderator after they've been read. Jake Salazar says, shifting gears here, Denise let us all down. <laughs> Nailed it. And feels like the right place for this. Says, 70 people acknowledged me and Denise saying hi to you on Twitter. Acknowledge me, ding lord. I think you mean dong lord. Well, you're you're acknowledged. You're acknowledged. Uh, KE775 says, have you heard Zelina is injured like PW Insider reported? I've not, but uh, PW Insider is very reputable. So there you go. Chris says, the first things first, hypothetically, if it's a work at the end of the day, when all said and done, the lawnmower 4000 is the choice. Of our <laughs> oh, Braun Wagner says, "If correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Lacey meant to have a match tonight? She sure was, but she was meant to have a lot of things. And uh, guess what? It never seems to happen the way that it was supposed to. No Lacey Evans this week, Kate. How you feeling? Uh, that is a little odd that there was no Lacey Evans on Memorial Day, especially. I thought for yeah. sure they would have brought her out for that. They um, showed her at like a race or something like that. Yeah, at uh, some some race event. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't think they have any idea what's going on with her since she was on SmackDown and then Raw and was a heel and a face all in the same like two weeks. I feel like. Uh, but yeah, we have somebody uh, in the chat say, so Sean, if you had to, this is on our, our Facebook chat, say, Sean, if you had to guess one way or another, is it a work or is it a shoot? Meaning the MJF thing. If I had to say, and again, this is not a report. If I had to go based on a hunch, I would say right now it's a shoot that they are about to turn into a work. That's what I would. That's what Reported I would. Reported here for. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my <laughs> hunch. Do I know that? No, I don't. Will I try to find it? Yes, I will. 
Nerdrew says the chat is for Kate thirsting over Zombie Punisher, Arsonist Killer, Eddie Kingston on the post show last <sighs> night. Not only that, like think about how much money he had to spend on that can of gas. Like I know that was like a thousand dollars worth dollar. of gasoline. High dollar. My Jake. <laughs> Uh, we've got Nerd Drew saying, is there a reason why Hell in a Cell is all Raw matches? Not that I mind, but we continually see that Raw is the better show. But I bet any money that Moss Corbin is on Hell in a Cell instead of the Women's Triple Threat. Uh, honestly, I completely forgot what all was on that card. Right now it's six matches. And um, no, I have no idea why it's all Raw matches right now. And it does not look like a great card right now. You've got a U.S. title match, a Raw title match, and then, all right, you got the Hell in a Cell. But like they, they minimize the stakes. We, we're just going to make our predictions tonight. I'm not doing a full prediction show on this. No okay. way. Uh, but Simon Renshaw says taking a wrestling break tonight. But thanks for the coverage, buddy. I'm there with you tomorrow. But we're 16 minutes into this show. Let's talk about the opener. Becky Lynch comes out and cuts a promo. She's so good. She's just so good at everything. She makes everything entertaining and fun. And I love her reactions to Asuka. Like, Asuka, like, screaming in a language that I can't understand, obviously, is enhanced by Becky's facial reactions. How'd you feel about this opening promo and Bianca getting involved? I really liked it. I think Becky really has settled into like who she is as a heel over the past couple of months. She always seems to, I don't want to say like working with Asuka better, but she certainly likes working with Asuka. Like they, they have in-ring chemistry. I think she has a lot of respect for who she is. Um, I think this is one of the better told stories because there was a story obviously with Bianca and Becky that they ran back and there was a pre-existing story with Becky and Asuka. Um, and that just makes everything flow a little bit easier. I thought this was super fun. I think Asuka isn't getting necessarily enough credit for how she just walked right back in here after a very lengthy time off and has just been assimilated right back in into the environment and is one of my favorite things on Raw right now. They spent the first half hour plus on this angle, which is good. It needs built. I don't know if I like the idea of Asuka losing to both competitors back-to-back weeks. Like, I don't even think you had to have this match. Did I enjoy it? Yes. But from a booking perspective, did we need it? No. I would have been fine with all three of them winning singles matches on this show and building up to it. Uh, maybe them trying to cost each other those matches. If you're going to do screwy finishes, I mean, my gosh, let's just... Let's just do that. But I thought the match was exceptional. Uh, Asuka is so good. Bianca is so good. And Becky adds an awful lot to this every time she's on commentary. I agree. I feel like it's weird that not the champion had the advantage here. Like (laughs) going into this, the the champion was fighting, but she's a face and a fighting champion. So I'll, I'll take it. But it was nice to kind of have this appetizer going into the triple threat of seeing how they work. And I felt like Bianca and Asuka worked really, really well together. Asuka has no ring rust coming back off this injury. Her knees are like as vicious as ever. Fantastic, fantastic match. And Becky does add a lot. 
I, yeah, they mentioned it in the chat too. I had in my notes about Becky saying that she was a wizard that popped me tremendously. <laughs> that was yeah. fun. Um, but yeah, I, I think this was a really strong match. And I think the triple threat might be the strongest match on the show at the end of the day. But yeah, I think Asuka's going to lose. And I don't necessarily love that. What else do we have here? We've got. Uh... We didn't get any super chats about that. I'm very surprised. But uh, Michael Key says, Sean confirmed something as a worker. Shoot. <laughs> and Mike Straw's here. He says, Six one, sick one-year-old, long night, take my money. Hey, what's that over there? Says, so MJF is about to turn into Brian Pillman Sr. I mean, that's, I mean, that type of thing is something that I've suspected, sure. I mean, that when people say, oh, well, don't you think you're getting worked? I don't know why you don't think that that's like the first thing on my mind. I always go into everything assuming it's a work. Particularly with MJF. Of all oh, of course. People. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how well I know him. I don't care how many times I've talked to him. You always assume that the worker is working before anything else, especially a person in my position. Orion Ben says, hypothetical, a bloody Eddie Kingston is approaching you carrying a gas can. What do you do? He needs to be in a horror movie. Good luck, Sean and Kate. Go New York Rangers. What do I do? Um, propose. I propose. I yell at everybody that Eddie Kingston's selling gas for $2 a gallon and watch them just maul him is what I do. Like, it's <laughs> done. It's done. Oh, Sean, you and your psychological tactics. <laughs> Got that economy humor going right now. Nailed it. <laughs> Mysterios and Ezekiel defeat Alpha Academy and Owens. I love Ezekiel using the spinning suplex as a, as a finish and with the delay. I don't know if it, if it, okay, so I don't know if I like it as a finish. I do like it as a transitional move. I wish he would have a better finish because it's a lot different than the one that Dustin Rhodes uses where it's yes. the spin and it's like really, speaking of, that's the toughest bump I ever took in wrestling on a very hard ring, on a boxing ring that we were training in. I took that from somebody. They're like, "Hey, I want to, I want to try this move," and I took it. And you know, like sometimes you'll you'll bounce a little bit. I went up and around, and I just stuck to the mat, and it was so painful, so Ow. painful. The velocity was great, and I didn't see that velocity here. But I like him using the move. Um, Rey Mysterio is so fast. He, how the hell is he this fast? I thought he was going to have to retire. Eight years ago, I thought he was done. And here he is at 47. I got to get stem cells everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to get stem cells in my ass and I'm going to be doing the rear view like Naomi. I'm going to be doing everything once I get these stem cells. Send us super chats. Send us humper chats. I want stem cells. What do you think of this match? I think everybody should send in super chats about where Sean should put stem cells. Yeah, uh <laughs> for sure. I thought the match was good. I don't feel like it necessarily makes a ton of sense, but gosh, anything Kevin Owens is involved in, I just can't help myself. Like in the same way that I feel like Sami Zayn was the only person that could have done the jackass match. I feel like Kevin Owens is the only person that can make this Ezekiel angle work. Mm -hmm. I loved it. The match was good. Rey Mysterio just is this weird ageless wonder. I'm with you. Like, I don't understand how he moves so quickly still. Um, it just feels like I'm still watching Rey Mysterio from 15 years ago. Kind of boggles my mind. I know how people can move quickly around the internet. How's that? With NordVPN.com slash Fightful, the fastest VPN in the world. 
you know, I heard some of you say, oh, I couldn't access this certain service last night with a VPN. Change your location to Lithuania. That's what you can do with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can change your virtual location with just one click and save a lot of money on pay-per-views and other services that are overseas. If you're traveling abroad, you can stay tuned with your favorite shows over here. All that good stuff. And not only that, it's got a great deal, plus an additional month for free and a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's a good time at NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And they got that threat protection. Block online trackers, hackers, and malware with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And it works on all your devices. Phone, tablet, laptop, PC, desktop, router, all of it with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Uh, quite honestly, I use this uh, as much as any other sponsor that we have. I love NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I also loved Kevin Owens after this match. Him throwing the fit was great. <laughs> I didn't get to talk about SmackDown, but I loved Sami Zayn on the Kevin Owens show, and Sami Zayn like agreed with him. And then when they couldn't see eye to eye, he's like, "No, they're actually not the same person." <laughs> oh, it was so good. It was, it was so good, and so I loved great. it. Best segment of SmackDown by far. I do see Alex, who's going to be live with the on Fightful Select after this, doing the sour grabs review, asking us to make fun of Dominic Smollett. We we should. He deserves it. Um, yeah, it looked I like think... one of Los Gringos Locos in 1993, buddy. You did it. <laughs> You're honoring Eddie. You got it. Oh, oh, man. Not the best. Hey, what's that over there? Says that we love to see Dominic and Ray versus the Wizard, Jericho, and Marky Mark, Daniel Garcia. I'd like to see Daniel Garcia suplex Dominic repeatedly. Joel says, speaking of Naomi, have you heard anything new on Sasha and Naomi as far as if they're going to return? No, but I did see Dave Meltzer's report last week that he believes that the suspension is unpaid. Now, this is just me spitballing. I'm not reporting, but I would believe if it's unpaid, they can't freeze that contract. So, I mean, it'd be hard for them to hold that up in court, freezing a deal and also not paying somebody. Jason PS3 says Asuka's booking so far has been eerily similar to her booking with Charlotte and Rhea the triple threat match last year. I think you're right, Jason. It has been. She's been taking these losses, and uh, it doesn't do her any favors. Kid Named Brock says, update from last week's donation. My first week at work went well. If you're ever, uh, for whatever reason, at Campton, Kentucky, Dairy Queen, I got you. Let me see how far that is from me. Campton, Aww. Kentucky. That's not far at all. That's like an hour from me. An so, hour for some Dairy Queen? I've done crazier things. Yeah, I mean, I've never, ever been there. I've never been anywhere remotely near there. But, you know, I mean, this kid's straight out of Campton. <laughs> well played. Pretty proud of that one. You should pretty, be. Pretty, pretty happy about it. That rivaled my Maxwell Jacob Friesman from before. <laughs> Call Me Crazy says, was doing some thinking on what they should do with Dominic. Um, I think they should make him turn heel and have him cheat to win since he isn't the best wrestler yet. Have him pay homage to Eddie. I think that would work for him. I don't think they've ever considered having Dominic pay homage to Eddie. There's nothing that indicates to me that they would do something like that, you know. If, if Maybe if they had him do the Three Amigos or they had him come out there and do the Frog Splash or they had him do the Shimmy or they had him wear gear like that or they made any any allusions to to what was going on there. 
I uh, was wondering, because I don't think this has really been talked about before, but maybe you talked about it on Select or something. Who is his father, Dominic's? We actually have a story that it, we ran on Fightful, and it just says, who is Dominic's father? And it just says, it's Rey Mysterio. So. I know you do, because I clicked it being like, wait, it's Ray, right? And then it just said, it's Rey Mysterio. Do you think if you go straight out of Campton, you can get a crazy motherfucker named Ice Cream at their Dairy Queen? I do think that, but I think okay. you'd be better off asking our friend who works at Dairy Queen. Glad you had a great week, Brock. It's always good to hear from you. Michael Key says, I just worked myself into a work. I need a breather. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Arrow sends this one, says, get some stim. I appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> And Jake says, I bet Eddie still walks away from uh, the gas, the gas uh, swarm with a win. If I tell everybody he's selling it for $2 a gallon. <laughs> uh, Ryan Sullivan says, Drew Nicholas is awesome. Katie is the worst. You know what? I, I don't disagree. Rude. Rude from both of my co-hosts. Rude. I'll tell you what was rude. Uh, this Mustafa Ali thing. So I got real excited that Mustafa Ali was going to face Ciampa. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. And we get a short match. And it, so we're not told this, but okay, hold on. L let me reset here. We're told if Mustafa Ali wins, he gets a shot at the U.S. title. Well, to which I ask, why? Why was that? Because he's lost his last three matches. Now, the, 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 stack, the deck was stacked against him. Uh, two special ref matches, a handicap match. He beat the Miz before, but I, I we should hear that like Vince McMahon set this up, Adam Pierce set this up. He didn't think this was fair. Also, why not if Champa gets a win? That's my thing. Is why didn't you just make it like a contender, an actual contendership match? Yeah, because I mean, if you're gonna do this result, why not? And then you can give Champa or Champa, whatever the hell they're calling him now. They call him both on commentary. A reason to be upset in the future as well. Austin Theory ends this match. I mean, I was like, oh, cool, this match. And then I'm like, oh. Oh, cool. The match is one rear naked chokehold for like 10 minutes. And then Theory interrupting. They also had Champa, Champa, and they went back to Mustafa, Mustafa. Guys, gotta, gotta get it right and just go in that direction, please. <laughs> yep. And uh, then we get Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali. This was actually supposed to happen last week, and it got scrapped for time. Um, and Austin Theory made this challenge, and Ali's not going to say no, which I love. He's a babyface. He's going to take this opportunity where he can get it. But Austin Theory wins, and I like that at least in Mustafa Ali losing these matches or not winning these matches, there's a reason. It was a handicap match two special guest ref matches, a DQ, and uh, he had been beaten up by Ciampa before this. However, at this point, I'm also conditioned to think that his matches are inconsequential. However, hopefully that changes this Sunday at Hell in a Cell. We're just going to make our predictions throughout the night. Adam Pierce made this match, said that Vince McMahon wanted, wanted it to happen. Who do you see winning it? I think Theory retains. Me too. Which bums me out. I think it'll be a very good match. I think what was on Raw tonight was kind of lame. Like, I don't think this was the best way to get there. But at least 
Ali is like on my television on a regular basis. I just wish it wasn't in all of these ways that make him look bad and weak heading into a mid-card title match. Um, sure. But because he's looked so weak, I don't think there's a shot in heck that he's going over. Also, uh, the triple threat on Sunday. I didn't uh, get your pick on that. Who you got winning that? Bianca retains, I think. I think so, too. I think it's ready-made. We're, we're set up for that. We're good to go. Uh, Ezekiel, Kevin Owens. I think Ezekiel wins this. I think, I think Ezekiel has to. Yeah. Or I think, I think Elias wins. We got Joel saying, I feel like I'm setting up myself up here. Had Ali mentioned walking out of his hometown with the win. He's been getting beaten up. Are they really setting him to take the title at Hell in a Cell? I don't think so. I think they're setting him up to lose and get get the heat. Because, you know, everybody on Monday when they're not in Chicago is going to give a shit about what happened there. The, I've never understood burying some the perpetual burying people in their hometown. And maybe burying's a bit dramatic, but... If somebody gets an insane reaction because they're home, people will remember that. People don't generally remember positive stuff about people getting beaten up in their hometown. No, and I remember Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful one time said this thing about, like, if it's heat that doesn't carry to the next town, that makes the least amount of sense, right? Like, MJF winning in Chicago very much carried to the next town. Like, that makes total sense. Stuff like this will not make much sense. Yeah, I mean, MJF's always going to be a babyface in Long Island. Punk's always going to be a heel there. Michael says, I heard that the match for the U.S. title will be a foot match. Hopefully, Ali works himself into a shoe. And Ryan says, I'm under the impression El Dandy is the true father of Dom. To quote Bret Hart, who are you to doubt El Dandy? I actually asked Bret about that in our interview a couple years back, and he was so happy to talk about El Dandy. It made me... Very happy. He said that he loves that promo and like loves a lot of the work that he did. I think his WCW run is super underrated. Like I know a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, they wasted him. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that wasn't coherent or cohesive or anything like that, but he did a lot of like really interesting stuff, a lot of funny stuff like the L Dandy promo and the, the plate, he won the U.S. title four times. He won the tag title. He was a two-time world champion. And that was in like two years. So I think that his run there was really underrated. Get in super chats about Bret Hart's WCW run being underrated. We'd greatly appreciate it. <laughs> we got Alexa Bliss defeating Dewdrop. I was just happy to see Dewdrop wrestling again. We got Nikki A.S.H. Another note, Sonya was supposed to be out there with Nikki last week, and it didn't end up happening. Alexa gets the win. The match was fine enough for me. I love, love Dewdrop's work. Love her using the Vader bomb. And when she misses it, it makes me think, damn, that hurts. Alexa's winning and she's winning a lot. And her bit on, on Twitter has been very much like, oh, what do you think is planned for Raw? As if anything is. Like, <laughs> like she has, she is in on the gag now that like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Who knows what the hell I'm doing? But she is 3-0 and since coming back to Raw, or 4-0 since coming back to Raw. That's never a mistake to me. They don't do that on accident. Uh, Yeah, I'm a little confused as to why she's not going to be in this tag tournament thing. That seems like a perfect way to make her feel, make all these wins go somewhere, like to put her 
and maybe that's where we are going with Nikki A.S.H. a little bit. We got that promo last week that was super fun, and Dewdrop is accompanied by her tonight. So maybe we are headed to a tag situation, but I just feel like that would be a way to make the tag titles feel really important again. It's just giving her a partner, and it could be a situation that's really healthy for both the tag tournament picture and for her coming back. Um, but I, I like to see her winning. I think it's good that we seem to be at least mostly moving on from the Lily stuff. I know she's still carrying her doll around, but I like more reality-based Alexa Bliss now just because I feel like they ran into the ground what she was doing. I felt like she was knocking the Fiendus stuff out of the park, but this is better for right now for sure. But this match was good. Dewdrop's great. Yeah, I love Dewdrop. I think Alexa's been doing really good too. Jake says, neither are the father. Dominic sucks too bad. God damn, man. Uh, <sighs> we had Ms. TV with the Street Profits, which turned into 24-7 shenanigans, Kate. Uh, just absolute shenanigans. This is one of the most confusing segments I've ever seen on television. I mean, like, like Street Profits were poning Ms. hard. On, on IRL, and then we get the 24-7 stuff. Like, T-Bar pops up. I don't even think he won the title, did he? I think no. he just chokeslammed somebody, which is a bummer. Like, damn, at least let him be able to display that replica title in his house or something when he does interviews. No. But no. Tazawa. We get, yeah, we get Tamina winning. We get Tazawa winning. And I was just like, what the hell just happened here? It... This title should be one of the most fun things on the show. It's not. It's it's redundant and monotonous, and it's the same old shit, and it's where careers go to be stagnant. I'm not going to say where they go to die. It's where they go to be stagnant, and I hate that because I love so many of the people that are involved in this segment, but this title sucks and i don't want it to go away a lot of people say retire it already i want it booked better i want it to be entertaining i miss when the hardcore title was them fighting in the airport and like Chuck E. cheese and in hotel rooms and backstage and all that stuff like and then when undertaker got it everybody said nah we're good we're all set we don't care about it that much like there's not been a title reign like that where somebody wins it and everybody's like I is it worth it I, I want that. I hate what it's become. I think part of the problem with the 24-7 title, too, is I feel like it was meant to be relief in a lot of, like, more consistent and heavier programming. And now it feels like a lot of the main roster programming is inconsistent and very silly. So it doesn't feel like it's giving you that, like, breather or break in a three-hour show because it feels like the whole whole show is kind of, like, leaning in the creative direction of the 24-7 title. As far as the segment goes, I did not like it at all. It made no sense. Um, the Street Profits owning the Miz with the rocks it doesn't matter line was weird. Them owning him with his own line was fine. Them sitting and watching people run around was really lame. Do something different with it. I'm sick of it looking like a little kid's soccer game, like when in little kids soccer, someone kicks the ball and they all run to the ball. That is how the 24 seven title has looked for the past like three years. It's getting super old. And I wish they would build out an actual storyline with it. That didn't involve them pretending that same sex weddings are controversial. Like let's do something. <laughs> 
Nakamura and Riddle against the Usos, like brand split doesn't mean a damn thing. Sure doesn't. Doesn't sure. mean a damn thing. And this ends by DQ. Connor says they're really hyping up that the 10 o'clock hour last two weeks, the Cody countdown this week, the countdown to the Usos Riddle Nakamura match. Well, the match was fine, but it got met with the same inconsequential finish. And I hate championship contender matches. It's stupid. Have two of the top teams face each other to be top contenders. Like, oh, you mean contenders should be contending for the belts? Yeah. <laughs> like that? Yeah. yeah. What a what a novel idea. Yeah, like anytime you get these four guys in the ring, the match is probably going to be pretty good. I actually, actually felt like Nakamura looked off at a couple of spots. He just looked a little bit like his chemistry wasn't locked in tonight, but it's so hard to be emotionally invested in a match where you know what the outcome is going to be because it's telegraphed from a million miles away and um, it, it doesn't mean anything. So it's it's just a little bit frustrating when you have world-class performers like them in the ring and it ultimately not matter what's going to happen in the end. Inconsequential. And hey, yeah, they get a tag title match because of the DQ. And it's like, I know uh, Jimmy didn't think that the ref was going to see it. Well, the ref did. The match was good. It, it got some time, but I'm like, wh- why couldn't they have just beat another team? Why yeah. do we need to do that? Yeah. Jesus, man. I feel it's- like because there's no titles on Raw, they're trying to push like that the tag titles are important and put them on Raw. Yeah. Um, with Roman with merging the titles and then having the guy that holds both those titles go away, you have now made it seem like one program is not as important. However, <laughs> uh, that's been the significantly better show for a so, few months now. <laughs> do you think that uh, we'll, we'll assume this tag match is added to the pay per view? Okay. Uh, Uso's got to win, right? Yeah, Uso's have to win. We'll see what happens with Randy. I'm sure Randy Orton will be there in some. Some fashion. Daniel Brown says Paul Heyman should be a new 24-7 champ and bloodline hold all the gold. That would be funny. I think it'd be entertaining. I think so, hey, What's too. that over there? It says, fun fact, Akira Moxley and Shingo were all at a faction in Dragon Gate USA. And you know what? Akira Tozawa does as good as he possibly can do in this situation. He's the only one with comedic timing in this yeah. picture. Nerd Guru says, watch the KO and Becky Raw Talk segment. It's gold. Oh, I'm very excited to. Two of my favorite performers in the world, period. <clears throat> Please leave us a thumbs up. Get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. Let's talk about my favorite thing on the show. A, an absolute hamper of a segment. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins. Now, that being said, I'll levy the criticism first. I think this was booked out of order. The whole pro, the whole angle. Cody Rhodes got cost the U.S. title by Seth Rollins. That should be the catalyst for him being upset enough to want to fight Rollins again. That is the title that his dad won, that his brother won. They have a history with it. We know how important that is to Cody Rhodes. We've always heard it. That could be the catalyst for him to be like, all right, all right, you want it? We'll have one more match, one more match. This should have been the catalyst. For them to say, okay, you guys want to 
do it like this. It's going to have to be inside Hell in a Cell. So that being said, that's how I feel about the order in which this was booked. But damn, Cody Rhodes came out and cut a promo, and it ain't often he gets shown up. And maybe that was by design, but Seth Rollins killed it tonight. For all those people that go, eh, I bet you don't like it when WWE takes shots at AEW. Bump that. I love it. I want all of it. Seth Rollins says, you left because you weren't good enough six years ago. Then you and your buddies tried to tear down what I was helping keep keep where it was. You can't smash the throne, then come back and try to take it. Shit, I love this. I love it. It's giving Cody a dose of the Cody promo and the AEW style promo. I like it. Reference that stuff. Air those grievances. Play to those people that feel like that online. That is, those are living, functioning human beings that'll go, yes, we love it. Fed not dead. Let's go. I want it. And then the pull apart brawl was great. Curtis Axel's out there ready to hit the perfect flex on everybody. Damn, this was good, Kate. This was. It kind of made me a little like, and I don't think he's doing a bad job with it, but I wish Seth Rollins wasn't in this very goofy heel stuff because this stuff has so much more meat on the bone, and I feel like it's a little bit contradictory to the Joker-style stuff that he's doing, but overall, I thought this segment was very, very strong. It was nice not to see them have a match with someone else in a DQ, like to just have promos here, hype this up going in, made me really like it. Um, I think Seth Rollins doesn't get enough credit for how great he is at diversifying the in-ring storytelling that he does with triads of matches. Every match with Edge felt completely different from each other. All of his matches with Roman's Reign, Roman Reigns felt completely different from each other. I think that's a really underrated part of uh, Seth Rollins' game. I think it's going to be a great match. I, my only thing is it's just like, Cody came in with this promo of, I'm going after the title, and he's been in a very long feud with someone who's nowhere near that title. Um, so that's my only complaint, is like Cody gave this very big overture about going after the title, and that his dad lost, and that that's why he's here. And then the first thing he does is go into a, very, very long feud with someone who is not even close to it. So, um, but what was in front of me tonight was great. I think the match will be very good. I would love to see Seth Rollins steer a little, either steer back into being allied, like an alliance with Kevin Owens or steer back into being a little bit more grounded of a heel. Um, because this made me miss that. Like I, I liked how the, the meat that was on the bone here. This was so good. This is my favorite thing uh, on on WWE Raw. Connor says, is Cody Seth the no-brainer main event on Sunday? By far. By far. Uh, who do you have winning that? I've got Cody. I think it needs to be a clean sweep. Cody wins. I think you can put him in money in the bank, but I don't think you have him win it. That's the first match to me that you don't have him win. Uh, I think Seth needs to sort you know what i wouldn't mind if seth lost clean sweep won a qualifier then won money in the bank and tried to get to that title before cody did i think that's a really good shit heel thing to do and it's like ooh, the weasel found a way to weasel into the title before the guy that beat him three times but he did it on uh 
on like he did it in a, a way that that made sense. Uh, who do you have winning this week? I think it's going to be Cody. I don't think there's a lot to come out of a two and one story. And I think Cody does win money in the banking. The American Nightmare cashes it in on July 4th at SummerSlam. Like, I, I think that's where they're going with it. I agree with you. I think that being his first loss would be a good call. But I feel like Cody winning all three makes sense. And you definitely don't have him lose the third one. That would be very weird. Volob says, I know it's not a super chat, but is the WES show canceled now? It's postponed. Uh, I'll have more on that. I was going to put that information out there yesterday, but Queen Stooge number one, man. She she scooped me, as she does. She just put it out there. Hey, what's that <laughs> over there? So this would make more sense if Seth was still the Seth that was Triple H's greatest creation. Well, I mean, them busting out the pedigree, like, man. I at that, yeah. I love it. Hey, what's that over there says after Cody beat Seth, I'd love for him to be in a year long program against Walter. I don't need a year long program with anybody. If WWE's booking it, they just, they can't do that. Daniel says, I have a strange feeling. They are over pushing Cody similar to when Roman was first baby face and started to get booze. I fear it could happen with Cody too. I think it's possible for sure. I mean, but I don't think they're in danger of that right now. Um, I think a lot of people are just very happy to see Cody there. Daisy Ruth says, hey, friends, had some dough for Fightful's work this weekend. Sub to Fightful Select and just a thought, my new wrestling fan boyfriend is Cody Rhodes Obsessed. He enjoyed tonight's pull apart bra because it was different. I'm indifferent. I loved it. I thought it was passionate. I thought it had energy. I thought there was truth to it or at least one person's truth and how they perceived it, which is where a lot of conflict lies. I really enjoyed it. Nerd Guru says the women's title picture and Cody and Seth prove every week they'll overcome the shitty booking of having a show with no world champion. They put out quality stuff. I don't disagree with that at all. It's weird that they merged the titles and put them on someone going away. That's yeah. a very weird thing to do. <laughs> I'll tell you what's not a weird thing to do. What's Kate. that? Taking care of your big nasty pubes with Manscaped dot com but how about this we got that platinum package 4.0 manscape the leader the leader in below the you got me messed up you got me messed up kate the leader in below the waist grooming now trust them with the rest four million men worldwide trust manscaped and you can too by saving 20 percent off and getting free shipping with the code fightful that Platinum Package 4.0 is the biggest bundle they've ever offered. They've got a bunch of hygiene products as well. You'll get the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. It is the best trimmer out there. You're going to get the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. You're going to get the Ultra Premium Body Wash, the 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner, the Premium Deodorant, the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. Let me tell you, that's good for the summer. And the Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner. You want that during the summer. Anti-Chafing Boxers? How about that? And then a Shed Travel Bag to put it all in when you're on the run use that advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes and save 20 percent off and get free shipping off all your orders with the code fightful waterproof trimmers you can reduce your foot odor you can reduce ingrown hairs and grooming accidents manscaped.com use that code fightful my friends Ryan Lambert says, Rex Peck on Sour Graps on Who Truly Is Dom's Father. 
Michael Keyes says, liar. I've been in a year-long feud trying to watch Raw. Barry, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, it's like two years now. And Nerd Drew says, you don't get to take a sledgehammer to the throne, then come back and try to take that throne from me. That ruled. That was a spectacular line. And it's one that caters to the WWE fan base exceptionally well. Exceptionally well. Well, we got Bullet Club, Bullet Club, Bullet Club, whatever. It's Rhea Ripley. It's Liv Morgan. And it's happening again. Call Me Crazy says, it's the main event in my opinion. The match was a banger and I don't care about a contract signing for a non-title match. I mean, I, I get it because th- they went through a table in the in the main segment, but this was a good match. I'm just like, there are again. ways to there are ways <laughs> to feud without having them do this over and over and over again. So at the pay-per-view, they're doing Balor Styles and Live against Judgment Day. I think Judgment Day wins this because they are the faction. How do you see that before we get into the match? Well, Kate Elizabeth, I do think <laughs> that. What did I call you, Denise? Oh, no, no. We're on I'm over you. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> um, I think Judgment Day is winning. They're trying to build that Bull Live Club isn't actually going to be a thing. I don't think. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and I was pointing this out in the chat too. I had it in my notes that how long was Liv Morgan in the ring waiting for the match to start? Almost twenty minutes. Yeah, like <clears throat> do things on your program instead. Uh, but yeah, I think Judgment Day goes over at the pay-per-view. Despite my wishes for things, they are building the heck out of this. Um, so that was good. The match was good. I just, I saw it. Yeah. I love their chemistry together. Fantastic chemistry together. But again, it should be by this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're working together nonstop. Had 172 Uh, matches. I would hope that at some point you (laughs) a big win uh, for Liv. I I like that she got out of the Riptide and hit the backstabber. I'm happy with her winning. We get uh, the brawl afterwards, and then they announce that the match is going to happen. Cool, cool. This was nothing happening. Raw and absolutely nothing happening. Raw and it main evented with Omos. MVP and Lashley's contract signing. Oh, by the way, Call Me Crazy says, I think someone in Judgment Day should win Money in the Bank. I feel like another faction has to take down the bloodline before anyone else. Judgment Day or the club are about the only factions that can challenge them. If not, my Money in the Bank winner is Riddle. Um, Possibly, if they want to get there. I mean, they're already connected to the bloodline with Riddle, so I don't think that's too far of a leap. For me, yeah, it is, because Riddle keeps... Like he hasn't been winning matches of late or at least pinning people. But for WWE, they're like, oh, well, he's in the same vicinity as Roman. Here's a title match. We'll make it work. Uh, I I don't know about either one of these groups knocking off the bloodline right now. Um, just, just not for me. But I do think Judgment Day will win. And Joel Wood says, Cody and Seth program is perfect. Seth is one of the WWE lifers. He always defends WWE in interviews. Cody's the guy who left and tried to take them down. It makes sense. It's AEW versus WWE on WWE. I agree. And if you listen to Cody, it wouldn't be. But Seth's like, no, 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 no. Shut the hell up. You left. I stayed here. I stayed here through all that period. You left. You did something else. Just because you came back and now you romanticize it 
doesn't mean that you're, you're still not yeah. one of them. Uh, love it. And I liked that Cody's promo started with, I've always liked Seth Rollins. Like that was a perfect, uh, cause there's always a, Oh, you know, I've always liked that guy, except. <laughs> yeah. As contract signings do this one unfurled unfolded. And, uh, we ended with Lashley putting Omos through a table. I did not need this feud to be this long. Um, I think, this I think Omos five match feud. Yeah, uh, Lashley won, then Omos won, and now I think Omos and MVP are going to win. It makes sense to have them win, but I really think the more that that I heard somebody say this, I would have just sparingly used Omos. It's very clearly he's not going to be the guy. He's not going to be that guy. I would have used him sparingly until you got in John Cena for like a month, and then John Cena is the guy that slams him hits him with the attitude adjustment, pins him, and then you do whatever. To me, using that on Bobby Lashley and then following it up with him getting beaten twice is like, eh. I thought the money in Omos, because it was clear it wasn't going to be as a top guy, was knocked off his feet, body slammed, pinned. We've seen it all now. We've seen him slammed. We've seen him knocked off, knocked off his feet. We've seen it all. I think that could have been cool for Cena because... Is it that so big of a moment that it would be wasted on him? No, it'd be very cool. That's what we know him for. It's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he should have moved on from Lashley and had him squash a bunch of people. Like, mm -hmm. he has a manager now who can speak for him, right? Not the manager I would have chosen under with who I had under contract for until about a month ago. Um, but Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done can have someone speak for him have him squash a bunch of people until he grows in ring skill wise squashes are a really great device for making someone look great and hiding their in-ring inabilities um and just build them up build them up build them up that way until a cena or something like that comes along i think that's a, a better call um but i do think the handicap match the numbers game will just be too much for lashley yeah. uh and i think i saw your tweet that said Anytime he does that fireman's carry into the post. Oh, anytime it. Lashley does it, me too. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it always crazy. looks so good. It looks like it kills people. And I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm sure it's not fun to take, but I love to watch it. I don't care. I yeah. love watching the Darby <laughs> Allen suicide dives. I know those got to suck to take. Yeah. Chris S says a bull live club for, 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 for three or four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, guys, uh, well, for three or four weeks, <laughs> you got Omos and MVP winning this one. Yes, I do. Do we have all the same predictions? Oh, man. Yeah. 
That's yep. so boring. Well, we'll be here this weekend for In Your House, Hell in a Cell. I'm sure you and Alex are doing a post show on Fightful Select. Make sure you guys subscribe to Fightful Select. Alex will be there right after this show. We got breaking news there every day. We've got over eight podcasts, seven, eight podcasts a week. We're always doing stuff over there. It's a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoy it. We're going to have more interviews that drop this week as well. But let's get a couple more super chats in. Tommy Crazy says, last one for the night. Money in the Bank should have Riddle, Moss, Damian, Seth, Cody, Ali, Bobby Lashley. And my three picks would be Riddle, Moss, or Damian Priest. Women should be Liv, Alexa, Dewdrop, Becky, Asuka, Shotzi, Rhea, with Liv winning. I think because Liv has been in so many title matches this year already, maybe not go to that. But what do you think of those picks, and who would you have win as things stand uh, about a month away? For the women, I'd probably give it to Rhea. Mm -hmm. Um because I think her and Bianca should have like a very long feud. And if she doesn't dethrone her, I, I think it should be something that takes up a few months of programming in an important spot. Uh, for the men, I don't know what I would choose. It probably wouldn't be Cody, but I just feel very strongly they're going to give it to Cody. I think it would be really cool to call it Braun Breaker and have him win it. Um, I don't think they'll do that, though. But if I had my druthers, it would be that probably. Nerd Guru says, willing to bet Charlotte's big return is in the Money in the Bank ladder match and wins because that's one thing they haven't given her. Uh, she'll cash in on Bianca, leading to Bianca's third coronation over a horsewoman at Mania, and I'll, but I'll pass. I do kind of like her as the, the horsewoman slayer. I, I really, really dig that. That's what I, I, I really love that. Kate, tell the people where they can find you. Well, I'll be back on Twitter this week at Miss Kate Fabe, but right now you can find me on Instagram at Kate'sstagrams, also at Miss Kate Fabe on TikTok, and you can find me behind the paywall with Alex various points of the week, Tuesday nights doing the NXT post show on the main channel. Uh, but yeah, keep an eye out for this weekend behind the paywall because we've got multiple pay-per-views to cover. Uh, and apparently, yeah, well, I'll leave that one. I'm, I'm told of some media stuff happening to having money in the bank that has me pretty excited so very cool very cool guys thank you so much legitimately for all the love you all have shown fightful select i expected summer to be a down period um i promise you guys i'm going to work to to give you all accurate news and all that good stuff unless you hear it from fightful don't believe that fightful said it that I encourage you. You can always reach out to me and say, hey, did you say this or did you mean this? Uh, that's one of the benefits of Fightful Select. You can always comment right below and say, hey, Sean, can you provide me a little bit of clarity on this? And I'll uh, I'll get back to you. Michael Keyes says, sour graps on Select right after this show. And hey, what's that over there? Says, I wish MV they would have never broke up the Hurt Business and instead had MVP add Omos because the Hurt Business could have been a faction to upset the bloodline. A, a reunited... Hurt business would have been fantastic as well. Like it's something for Lashley to maybe overcome, like Omos, Shelton, and uh and Cedric, and maybe even they turn on Omos. There's a lot of possibilities to that. Yeah. That and deserves more love. <laughs> and Daniel says, just joined Fightful officially. You guys are awesome. Saw the option for the GOAT package was sold out. Would love to one day for a review show. You guys rock. Is it sold out? Because it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Uh, we have had uh, 
we have absolutely had people that have tried to, to subscribe to that. But guys, thank you all so much. This weekend has been exhausting and I loved it. It was so much fun. I appreciate you all. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.